This is Moss Whelan and Story and Mind, and uh, this is an indoor episode. I'm having an episode indoors. Uh, topic, uh, robots, and I was reminded of this... I was reminded of robots by a Twitter post, um, on, and this person on Twitter, this writer, was bringing up that the, the word robot, that it actually comes from, I'm, I'm, it's it's European language, and that it that it means they said that it means slave. Um, that that's something say. If you're interested, you can go look it up. I do remember that, say, the person who was coining its usage as far as machines go, that that it was a playwright. There was a play ab- about about robots, and again, so that's something to go and look up. And and it just went on from there. This this usage spread. Um, which is such it's a great thing, you know, the the influence that a single person can have and the uh the adoption, you know, that culture and cultures have. And then you, and then you end up with say someone like Isaac Asimov, right, who's who's known for his robot stories. There's um his laws of robotics and you know those blossoming into something like iRobot and and the wonderful we- weirdness of if you go to the um the city where i spent some of my youth um <laughs> and i want to refund uh but like say, if you go to New Westminster, BC, there used to be uh, these. I think it was I think it was benches. There's a couple things left over from the movie that was made uh, of iRobot with Will Smith, and that I think they had the the law, the three laws of robotics. Yeah, so that was interesting. Uh I did an episode just recently about um, starships, and so now it, it just feels right to, to be talking about robots, and hopefully we can talk about aliens, because I don't think that has come up yet. It, during this uh, Twitter, like, I responded to this Twitter post, and... Uh, because this this person had had talked about robots being uh, slaves, right? That we would be treating robots as slaves again. Isaac Asimov, um, that say, ro- you know, say robots becoming aware and becoming uh, artificial intelligence, and 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 then I responded with. A more kind of a, a literary, uh, a critical reading of that, and uh, and I responded it, it much like in the same same way that you know, zombies are interpreted as you know um, people, um, contemporary modern, um, say the, you know the the rise of the zombie movies that really what they are is a critique of culture consumerism and and this kind of mindlessness you know pe- people as zombies and so i was aping that and i said oh you know you know maybe we are the robots maybe when we're talking about robots we're actually talking about people and how people are programmed or there's this sort of mechanical view of uh, humanity. I, d- I don't know about you, but I definitely have 
have felt and continue to feel like I'm mechanical, that I'm not um, human, right? And there, there's this missing quality. And, I, and I'm just thinking of, um, I'm just thinking of, say, dealing with medical practitioners where it's very, um, there's no heart, right? And too, I, you know, I get it, right? You know, they're working, um, this is their nine to five. Uh, yes, they're specializing, but, you know, they, the honeymoon is over, I guess. I don't know. Um, but, it, but it, there's a critique there and, um, And, and, I'm, and I'm just thinking of other situations in, within our North American civilization culture where it, it becomes less about the people and more about, you know, the, the, the psychopathic organization or the bureaucracy, um, which is, you know, mindless and unfeeling and... It's such a joy to encounter people who, and to with within that framework, who who refuse to be um, these robotic monsters, right? You know, it's like no, it's like you know they're thinking, feeling people, they're empathic, and and they care, right? You know, they're they're do, they're doing the job because they care. So hope, hopefully that it all balances out in the end. So that's one take on robots, and 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 as well going back to that Twitter post, that there was this comment about, um, say you know slavery and uh, you know say being being trapped in in the cubicle and. Or say that you know the midlife crisis, where a person, um, re- regardless of their demographic, they just sort of boom have this realization that it, you know that is you know this con job, right? That they've they were duped and they were asked to give up the you know the the best thing about themselves, basically human sacrifice. So you know in order to keep the machinery running. And I'm just thinking of I'm thinking of Metropolis and these these workers. Um so Metropolis is this old black and white movie, Fritz Lang, German expressionist director. And I'm not sure if that was made in Germany, but um or if he was in Hollywood when he made it, but it was made and if you haven't seen it, it's something to at least peruse um, on, on one level it's very simplistic you know sort of uh, what is it you know the rich are bad and the poor are good noble um, aren't they moss it's like well, yeah but I, I really think that there's a, there's a bit of both I think there's very noble rich people as well and then there's horrific poor people you, trust me I've met them and um that you know there is there is there are great things that can be achieved with wealth right so the the people that poo poo it and say oh blah 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 say like, well you know regardless of what form of wealth like you could get rid of money but you're still dealing with power you're still dealing with it's sort of getting getting groups of people to make things happen. I'm just thinking of say the whole Star Trek sort of scenario, um, where you know worry and concern about money has put, been pushed aside, and that's something to look up. I, I'm I'm under the belief that you know Star Trek that there's no money, um, in in the sense of say you know every everybody is sort of equal as far as that goes. And again, I'm I'm just sort of like, how does that work? You know, why, um, why, why, why? 
I'm sort of double doubling back on a video I saw, which the title escapes me, and it was something like the it was something like the School of Life or the Book of Life. Uh, that was the, um, the the name of the YouTube channel channel, and then there was uh, the episode itself, which was like something like what is the best culture right or what would be the best culture and or say civilization and it was and and it was great it sort of was on one hand it was utopic because it doesn't exist but then on the other hand it was great and it had things like instead of uh us dumping our attention into um, you know, s- sort of like these, you know, people doing music, people doing film, television, um, you know, say people involved in, in basically fame, right? And and where where and what we value, um, you know, w- what we're doing is we're valuing people who pretend they're very good at pretending right you know but we value them and we sort of focus on them put our intention on them instead of um say philosophers right and that was the suggestion i was thinking it was like yeah right because philosophers their whole thing is about uh you know how to feel better live better um think better sort of have have a um an okay life right that's the whole you know, aim and of of philosophy, and you know, versus say, um, you know, people involved in. And here's me getting really critical, um, uh, promoting uh, codependence, right? Which is you know these horrible ballad songs, which I am sucked into as well. But uh, if you start listening to lyrics critically, then you know you start getting down to you know, this, it's grotesque, what is being promoted. And then, um, you know, we're so hung up on uh, sex, and yet, you know, we're so fascinated. And, and again, it's this grotesque um, of uh, violence, right? That we see, you know, so much violence, you know. And, and two, I'm, I'm, I'm not calling for like a boycott or censorship or anything like that. I'm just pointing... Like say for me, I'm I point out for myself and go, you know, wow! I just sat through this mindless, you know. Th- there's this violence. Um, is it mindless? Mindless, pointless. I'm I'm just thinking of it in the sense, the same sense of the um, the codependence, right of. Uh, and and then too, when you add on to it, and sort of like, okay, well, that's addictive behavior, you know. And then, you know, well, why is it that why is it that we're going after violence, you know, seeing portrayals of violence, you know, what's going on with us that we are um, we are drawn to that, or or that we accept it right or that we crave it right we want some action and adventure um isn't our life apparently our life isn't action adventure enough it's oh well that's you know because we're descended from you know animals on the run from dinosaurs i guess <laughs> i'm just get getting back on the train yeah, so I saw this video, and, um, yeah, a part of it is, like, say, you know, why aren't we idolizing people who are in the medical community, who are, you know, making um, strides towards uh, health and, um, you know, curing disease, you know, that sort of, not that so much we live longer, but that we live, you know, better, right? Getting rid of things like... And two, it's totally possible, right, to eradicate uh, cancer, to eradicate um, mental illness, to eradicate, you know, and on and on and on, 
all of all of these um see you know you get older but you become um you know you start having problems physically mentally and uh, and then on on the on the flip side as well you know that we are improving say you know education you know figuring out how to um encourage and cultivate uh stable uh human beings from the get go just giving it to parents and saying you know this is how you do it right you know you do a b and c and you're going you know your kids are just going to be set for life right you know what parent doesn't want that we want to know these things uh and yet our attention is so sort of focused on hollywood or whatever um media marketing etc etc returning to robots uh there's there's and too there's an element of of that right we are programmed and we are um that's the norm and it's it's part of identity and that you know a a group of people all agreeing that you know they share a, a common identity right there's a common thread that binds them together and creates the garment right that is is mutually worn the costume or the uniform um and yet it would be you know so much better and and greater to have something even above that right which which would be to be human right and and yet hmm getting back to star trek it's like that was something that i felt i could feel was being promoted right that there was a you know there was a higher tier or identity um that was going on and it 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 almost seemed like say communicating with aliens and then it, this attempting to define what a human was you know as opposed to the aliens and the aliens wanted this definition the humans wanted to express when they were saying you know oh well you know what are you right what what makes you different unique and that's something that something is you know myself going on 50 years and looking at it and going you know there's this deficiency of that um and and that's something that made star trek so great uh and i you know into there's something so simplistic but say you know even in the in the current um incarnation of star trek it sort of it sort of veers away shifts away from that it's just this gut kind of feeling of of um looking ahead it seems to be more concerned about what's happening now and i that i don't know where that's coming from it's just that just popped out <clears throat> so so robots uh even within star trek so we have robots we have um data so that's a character from the next generation who uh, i believe it's a, has a positronic brain that's something that i never looked up and i i th- think i'd like to go back and check out positronic brain and from the first time we meet uh data uh it's it, this there's this preoccupation with kind of Pino- pinocchio i think even a character another character calls him pinocchio and says you know he wants to be a real boy right and it's kind of on the nose we're sort of given it right that this is the character and this is the character's arc that by the end he will become a real um a real person what does it mean to be a real person <coughs> and it's kind of one's own dilemma um 
I'm, I'm going back to Joseph Campbell and the hero's journey, that acquiring the elixir or the, you know, what is that called? The great boon uh, from, from the underworld. And we sort of bring it back to the, um, to the normal world. But that, that defines us. There's this transformation that we, we go through. Again, too, I would say as, as a human being, that we go from, from robot to having an artificial intelligence. And that is my experience, definitely. Um, I, I can remember feeling quite mechanical early on. And uh, there was there was a definite devaluing. There was um, and, and and some of it is is just sort of the usual, right? Like that, well, you know, well, you're supposed to do these things, right? And you're supposed to. Um, there are these, what's it called? Expectations, right? And. Um, but but I I argue back that as a human being, it's important to have a balance. It's like yes, of course, you know, you want something, the culture, the civilization, but you know, it has to be balanced. There has to be an inner life. There has to be something going on within. Otherwise, it's of no value, right? And the description of wasteland is apt and accurate. <clears throat> and, and and then life becomes um life becomes a pain it's a living agony um you know because you are you know nothing but a machine you know you you have parts that fail you know you've got to sort of get something replaced um if you don't have enough right then you know, you're you're ultimately just going to sort of break down. And two, that you know, there there's another description of it for um, <clears throat> what's it called? Because I was I was just I was just sort of tuning into um, what's her what's her name from the movie, The Wizard of Oz getting my names mixed up. I'm thinking of Julie Andrews and it's not Julie Andrews. Um, and, and I was listening to some music, uh, this, you know, actress, young actress later on in life, she's singing at Carnegie Hall, Judy Garland. There it is. Judy, Judy, Judy. And, but that she, why am I connecting this? Um, mental mental illness, alcoholism. So we, there's addiction. Uh, you know, here's a person who has everything, and yet doesn't. Right. So it, she has all this stuff on the outside, but internally, you know, in this, her inner life, right, is fleeting and not um, whatever it is that's essential. You know, it's uh, that's lacking, right? And and to get by, right? She's numbing herself out, and uh, yeah, <clears throat> into the, into that was being promoted at an um, early on in her career. You know that they were, you know, keeping her on diet pills, starving her. You know, and that of course that messes with you know, just just naturally. Right, your um, your chemistry, your brain chemistry. <clears throat> and, and now I'm wanting to steer back to steer back to the sort of the, the fictional the fictional robots. I, th I think you brought her up because there's there's this kind of mechanical um, use of a person and. She's not real, 
there's this facade, there's this fabrication, there's this strategy to it, right? We're going to manipulate an audience, we're going to use this person and sort of shape shape an image, create this relationship. You know, you see her, she's this type of person. <clears throat> she's highly likable, and so on and so forth. And not real. I guess that's the where I'm sort of the point I'm getting to. Um because you know if you if you met the real Judy Garland, she would be a real person. One would hope, right, that she would have um that she's sort of a spectrum of emotion. Um she's got bandwidth, right? She's she's not one sort of channel, right? Um she's complex right she's she's an iceberg right she's got a lot of happening um beneath the surface as we all do and and i think too that it's that that's not promoted right and that ultimately the drive is is for superficiality you know and we don't want to consider or that you know yeah, it's uncomfortable to consider all of that stuff that's going on beneath. <clears throat> Except, you know, if if you're a creative, if you're an artist, if you're a writer, uh, if you're somebody who's going to go diving, you know, down into that and then return from that underworld, you know, with with this communique, right? <laughs> and... Um, and so and so we do to some degree we do value those people especially if it's relevant if if they're coming back and they're saying you know hey look something really important that is beneath the surface right you know and you know it's something to be aware of it's something to you know you don't want to have titanic happening right so let's let's be aware of this thing So, fellow robots, tune in. Don't drop out. What's what's the um, what's the countercultural thing? Tune in. Is it tune in, turn off, and drop out? Something like that. To which I disagree, and that uh, it's not enough, right? You know, just that slogan statement um there's a lot more to be said and it, it that's it's just too simplistic and saying things like, like that it's actually kind of um unhealthy and uh it's getting into the you know promotion of of mental illness <clears throat> so robots Robots that I have known and loved. Um, I have a soft spot for uh, Doctor Who, a TV show that's been going on since the 60s um, in England. And they actually tried to bring it over to um, North America. Uh, this was during the 90s. There was this... They were sort of looking to reboot it here. And it didn't take off. Um, there was a movie made for TV... Paul McGann, I think, was the doctor, but it ultimately wasn't a fit. Um, and then there was a reboot done um, by the people who understood, especially they were fans of the original. They got it. And, um, yeah, there was this process of reinvention where it was a, you sort of, oh, well, we'll take your, you know, the thing you've made, and we'll make it better. We'll, you know, sort of, we'll make it, we'll make it sexy. We'll make it Hollywood, and uh, it's, it you know, they didn't get it. There was parts that were okay, but there, it was just parts that was just like, nah, you don't, you don't know what this is, or, or rather, that you know, you don't want to, um, you don't want the heart of it, right? You're gonna set that aside, and um, you're gonna sell soap or whatever it is. 
I'm thinking, you know, advertising and, um, I, I, again, it, it, you know, it's, it's all about marketing and, um, again, it, again, it gets into the grotesque and the base and, um, this dehumanizing thing of, right, you know, um, oh, oh, sex is unhealthy, filthy, and uh, you should be ashamed of yourself, right? You know, and two, th- th- that's the sad sort of underlining subtext of all of that, right? Um, you know, it's it's okay to have violence, but, you know, don't have sex, right? And two, that's not me. I'm not. I'm not promoting um, pornography. Um, I, I'm. I'm just sort of, just just sort of noticing it. And uh, I'm, now I'm sort of rethinking. It was like, well, what about all those, you know, movies and stuff where they have it in there? And I, I guess it's just sort of say how it's done, or rather, it's it's the say the censorship that's going on, or it's. The um, the male gaze, the male eye, of of sort of dominating that the you know that the male is active, and the female is submissive, and on and on and on. So the the robot, the robots of Doctor Who, um, were. And, and art to some degree that it, it has retained uh, sometimes it's camp sometimes it's um, comical um, there's a feeling of sort of like say that you you're, you're being shown the artifice ra- rather than saying we want to make this look as realistic as possible instead there is a level of um, you know sort of knowing that it's a fake thing Right, so that you're, um, you're the there's not a full, what is it? The suspension of disbelief doesn't happen entirely, and and there's a kind of safety in that, um, that you're you're not you're not being led to believe that it's a real thing, you know, and um, yeah. Uh, that said, it has become more realistic, and um, it, it goes back and forth from it, from say being a, a a kids show to being something more kind of a more almost like a family show. I think that, um, and perhaps it always was, where you could sit down and you could sort of like, oh, it's you know they're teaching a bit of history, you know, so anybody could sit in on it, and and quite a um, a wide demographic. Uh, why? Because, well, originally the Doctor and Doctor Who was this um, old man. So we're at the halfway point of the episode. Uh, one part of the robot equation uh Technology, it, technology is bad, right? And that's been around for a while. Uh, it, sort of like a critique of the industrial revolution. Oh, these, um, this efficiency, uh, these, uh, these machines are going to, you know, take over, right? They're going to eliminate our jobs, and it, it's sort of a yes, no, right? And the trick of it is like getting into the repairing of the machines. I'm just having a science fiction moment of imagining, you know, the um, corporate overlords becoming, you know, these these machines, but also that they require a workforce to fix them, you know, repair them and make them. And um, in a sense, that is what we do uh, you know, we create the culture. The culture is de- dependent on us uh, to manufacture it. And, uh, yeah, because it can't exist without us. Um, but, but, of course, it's not conscious of this. And, um, again, you know, and to that 
comes back to us. You know, we are we are the consciousness, and um, we create the thing that we live within. And yeah, so there's this self definition at work. There's this there's this wonderful sort of uh, playing with that in Westworld. Um, a reboot of, uh, I think it was the 1970s, first a movie, then a TV show. I think that's how it went. And, and then recently it was, uh, it was done uh, again. Uh, more complex, more realistic. And there was this um, drawing of a labyrinth and like a maze. And at the center of the maze, there was a person. And the argument was that, um, that, this, that this is how um, consciousness worked, right? That as long as you were searching for uh, it, you know, that the search, the journey, that was consciousness, not actually having consciousness. And it was just a wonderful play of into these um, basically robots, these androids. Um, I believe it's Android is Andro is um, uh, means I think it's Greek or Latin for man, and it means to be like a, a person, you know, versus a robot which is less like a person. But these um, these machines, these these robots in Westworld, are, there's this contemplation, and and two, there's you know the makers of the robots who are attempting to make um, make these robots as human as possible, and sort of questioning how can we how can we do that. There's also the there's also the question of. Of it's it's almost uh, a like say you know you're watching a TV show or a movie, and they they've made it as real as possible. Um, at what point does it become real, right? Because we're watching you know we're watching a show, we're watching a story. It's not it's not a real thing. Um, much like a robot is not you know a real person. It's it's an in imitation. And uh, that's an interesting conundrum. And uh, if only if it can, that show can be recommended um, uh, for that. Uh, and also for the show that there's this question of violence, and I think it's it's a bit of a self critique, which was fresh, refreshing and saying, well, you know, why is violence entertaining? You know why? Why is it that human beings um, seek this out, right? Why is it that we're so you know we're still connected to you know our past and right that this it's a part of our evolution, and um, so let's see. The robot. <clears throat> I, I I don't know about you, but I I, I can remember having moments where I, I I did feel like I was being programmed. Definitely in school, where there was um, rote and a, a, attempting to memorize, attempting to self-program. You know that it wasn't it was sort of like say you know you you start off being programmed like in elementary or yeah elementary school and then later you know you're being taught how to self-program yourself by you know studying and memorizing and and then um, and then going on you know throughout your life you know there's either you're sort of getting into some form of employment where you need to memorize something and um, or if, or if you're doing uh, if you're if you're continuing to study um, 
say at university, you know, there's this, yeah, endless, endless memorization. And I'm just thinking like, say, you know, if you're going to go up in a rocket ship again, you have to sort of, it just never ends, right? You have to sort of memorize, 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 go through these routines So um, part of it is it's, it's that we have, I, I think, that we've become more mechanical. We've become more machine-like. Um, that the simple machinery that we, you know, the simple structures that we had, uh, that now there has, there's this complexity. Um, and... And yet, there was there was a complexity back then, uh, especially in the social sense, right? That there's these rules and regulations, and I'm I'm hoping to sort of like sort of go back and back and back and going, well, what about like Stone Age, you know? And too, there were probably there's there was a, probably a language, there you know. There's this communication going on. There's um, social, say, hierarchies and social skills that you've got to learn. And um, say things, you know, hunting, hunting and gathering, uh, survival, um, you know, sort of teaching and learning how to, say, construct a shelter, how to um, procure food. Plants that work as medicines, right? Yeah. So there, there are things that have you know that it's it's good to to memorize and to know and to figure out you know to find out new ways of doing things. I'm just thinking of the tools back then, right? Sort of um, napping flint, uh, you know, knocking, um, say, taking a, a piece of flint, the stone. And then, you know, sort of striking it with another stone, a harder stone, I think, that, you know, takes off chips and that you can, um, and you can end up with uh, sharp, you know, edges, right? Basically tools and micro tools for doing a variety of things. So there was a technology, there were technologies, and... Um, Let's see. One of my preoccupations has been with perception and, uh, you know, say this question of, you know, how much is it possible to reprogram myself and to um, change, make changes in how I'm thinking. Be, and then, you know, how I'm thinking, my behavior, you know, and to um and yeah and to basically take control of you know forget the rest of the world <laughs> just the immediate like what are you know yeah so how far can i go with sort of uh, you know taking taking charge of this taking responsibility for this and um so that so that's an exploration right that's um yeah, influence. How much influence do I have over my life, right? You know, or am I just like you know a pawn and a puppet um, to the you know previous one word for it is conditioning. Um, I'm more comfortable with programming, which is which is you know relevant to you know today. If I said something. If I was talking with someone and I said, it's like computer programming, and they would go, oh, I see, yes. Uh, uh, and yet not. There are, in my experiences, there are limits, right, to, to that um, analogy, right? You know, that the mind is like a computer. 
it's like, yes, but, right, there are things going on. Um, how so? Like I, like I was, I think yesterday, I was, I was walking on a sidewalk, and I walked by, um, there was this strip of plastic that was blowing in the wind, and it was left over from um, some construction that was being done on a yard. And the way the wind blew it, the way the light hit it, for a moment, it was um, a snake. And I actually, you know, my my body, I, I it was fight fight or flight, and I and I lurched away from the thing, but. You know, it's like, doesn't my, don't my perceptions know, right, that it's a piece of plastic being blown by the wind, this thin piece of plastic? Um, apparently not, right? Apparently that there is, and you know, the knee-jerk reaction is ready, and I, you know, I am, you know, I'm, I, I'm ready to start running or fighting, and... And, and and that is, it's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing, because it's, um, it, it's a good thing for survival, but it's a bad thing if I'm in a situation where, you know, it's not about survival, and, yeah. And, and two, it was irritating, because all of a sudden my, you know, my stress level went up, and, you know stress level went up, and then I felt sick, and I felt, you know, stressed out, and, um, confused, and, uh, because it's not what I thought it was, or feared it was. <clears throat> that's, that's a good word, their fear, right? Into emotions, um, and... That's something that is going on, say, with artificial intelligence, say, defining. Um, it's not just about intelligence and consciousness. It's about emotional states, right? It's, it's about irrational emotional states. It's about... Um, And two, in my case, I have, I have programming that is, that goes against, like say, it's it's anti, right? It's not, um, it it's not beneficial, right? It's it's. Uh, what is it? I I I'm searching for words here, like nihilistic or. Um, um, self-hatred, defeatist, um, you know, these sort of negative, uh, negatives, and uh, negative self-image, on and on and on. And it's not, it's not a, just a matter of, where it's like, ah, oh, well, okay, you know, I will get into the programming, you know, and I will, you know, fix this stuff up. Um, you know, say, first three years of life, you know, that that is influencing us for the rest of our life, right? And um, just to one degree or another, we all pick up something that actually, you know, is not helpful. We get we do get helpful stuff, but we also get this unhelpful helpful stuff. These um, horrible gifts from our, you know, culture, family, um, you know, it, it, it could be things like say, you know, you know, your religion and, and, uh, that it has say a narrow viewpoint on, on something or some, some other thing. And it's quite, it's quite weird because, you know, every religion is, you know, so, oh, we're so great and positive and peaceful. And yet it seems like each religion has this shadow within it of, of, um, e even say Buddhism, right? You know, you get into the, in, in, into weird territory with, um, 
reincarnation or you know you start you, you can start having a conversation about demons right because that's you know that demons are involved in the whole thing and then you know you could have the people saying you know oh well that's all symbolic right you know those are metaphors right and um I remember having a conversation, or at least sort of a one-sided conversation. I was being the, I was the target, right, and of, uh, you know, somebody who was looking to Buddhism for all the answers uh, and kind of, what is it called, um, had plucked it, right, had taken off all the feathers or had um, declawed it, you know. But those claws grow back, and they were saying it was it was a philosophy, but I had my own experiences of Buddhism where, you know, I saw people um, worshiping. You know, uh, there was you know they had a an idol of the Buddha and they were worshiping this idol, and you know, oh, what's wrong with that? When it's like, well, you know, it's 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 worship, right? It's it's uh, that's not a philosophy. That's that's a religion. Where, where am I getting with this? So, so the robot, the machine mind, the um, the mechanical. Uh, I, I, I found myself thinking about kids um, with my with my brother and sister. There's a 15 year difference, and you know, so I was 15 when they were when they were babies, and. Um, I can remember um, uh, taking care of them. Um, at first, I wasn't sure what to sort of make uh, of them. I was like, I was like, you know, who are these or what are these? Um, but that was over very quickly when I, like, say, I, you know, the the connection was made, and I and I realized that you know they were dependent, right? That they um, they didn't know how you know. They knew how to do almost nothing, right? They were breathing, and, uh, you know, that was, you know, they were breathing, and they were not even eating at that point. So, so I, I found myself involved in, in taking care of them, and actually that was a very good thing for me, I think, a very humanizing thing, and considering where I was at, and... Um, and also uh, being protective and and possibly overprotective of them, and um, and right, yeah. But I I've been thinking recently of of sort of say the process of of learning at an early age where you get information, um, like you're just this sponge, you know. And I'll see parents with kids. And that there's this, um, there's a bit of aping, there's a bit of imitation, and there's there's so much giving going on, and I think it's a part of it is a wonderful thing as, as a um, an adult, right? Say that it it does fill a kind of void in a vacuum, right? All of a sudden you receive this unconditional attention, right? You know you are the focal point, and you know yes you have to pay, in the form of uh, you know, taking care, right? And hopefully, it's you know, it's not a burden, but um, there is this benefit of you know attention. You get a ton of attention, and um, and then there's this process of um, be sort of becoming. Um, sometimes when I've listened to this podcast. I can hear my my family's voice, right? I sort of like, oh wow, this is weird, and um, I'll catch myself sort of in in these imitations that I'm not so unique, right? You know, I that I'm I'm getting all of this from other people, and um, you know, I'm sure the whole package is unique. But I'll sort of have moments where I'm going, oh, that facial expression, that's from such and such person in my family. Um, yeah, yeah. 
So this, that's interesting. Mm, how much interesting do we have left? We have, we have five minutes of interesting left. Right, so summing this up. Uh, in writing, in storytelling, in, in talking about... Um, it's a, it, is, it is a kind of Pinocchio thing, um, but it's also a... Um, I, th I think another good sort of, say, genre description would be... I, th I don't want to get the pronunciation wrong. Um, I think it's Billung's Roman, and I believe it's German, and it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a genre... It's a story of um, a young person becoming an adult, and um, I think it's uh, was it through knowledge, which is very much the, the, the journey of the robot in our uh, culture. You know that that you know it, it it seems to be that it's it's a kind of Billungsdon, Billungs, Roman. Um, and that there's this kind of maturity um, that, that is at work, going from this naivete to um, you know, becoming a, a jaded individual, right? Ah, I'm growing up, and it's, you know, and I've, I've lost my soul. <laughs> and um, now you're on a quest to uh, you know, recover the best part of yourself, right? And that that alone is this bizarre thing. Um, it seems like, say, you know, you have this, you know, the youth is growing up, but then they have they they're growing up into the hero who must go on eventually on this underworld quest, right? That that's what sort of maturity is, and then it's this return, like finding the importance, beautiful, you know part of themselves, you know, of the essential in life, and then returning um, and, and, and bringing this civilizing, um, it's civilizing, but it's also, it's also for oneself, and it's, it's the best thing. It, it, it's weird as well, because the the individual now now returns um, to take care of the machine um, Fritz Lang's metropolis for example the hero ret returns and doesn't destroy the machine but rather is humanizing right and and it's a weird thing. It's like, you know, you, why not destroy the city, right? And then, you know, we can return, we, you know, return to the garden, return to, you know, the back-to-earth movement, back to, yeah, and um, back to our roots instead of, you know, this, this horrible dehumanizing um, machine that is the city. Babylon, right? Um, but that's not what happens, right? This the the city continues. Then, you know, we we do things and we make things and we get things from the city. And I think it's I think it's a question of what we use the city for, you know, versus you know, oh, run away from the city or say the city has created nuclear weapons. Um, you know, the city is going to be dis destroyed in nuclear fire, um, you know, because that's what happens, uh, apparently, if, you know, if you're in Nagasaki or Hiroshima, um, if, if you're a target. There's one thing I don't understand is why those cities, why, why hit populace? Why not go, f like, maybe I just don't have all the information that, say, there was a, you know, a naval base there or some factories or something. There has to be more to it. It just, it, it, yeah.
and and that that is something is that say for me i'm on this i'm on this mission i'm on this you know i'm i'm headed for the center of the city i'm headed for um this this definition of of what it is to be civilized like you know just a bullet to a bullseye and and at the same time saying it's not enough you're not giving me enough um you know i know that there's more to this and i demand it but i also i i initiate it and um it's creative but it's also destructive it's 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 part of the paradigm shift of you know moving away from what what has been and moving towards the potential right the the beautiful star trek future this is a good place to end it is yes okay so thanks for listening and uh it, it's okay to be a robot but you know be a compassionate robot, a thinking robot, an empathic, empathic robot. Um, you know, don't don't be don't be the person that doesn't care, um, because that that is the that is the true mechanical, that's the true machine, and uh, that is truly unthinking and uh, mechanical. Right, that person. Um, I've been there. I, I don't know if you've been there, but, but there's something better and beautiful and you can be it. Take care.